Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Uh, My guest today is Jay Markle from Bless You Boys. Uh, covering the Detroit Tigers. Jay, thanks for uh, joining me today, buddy. Oh, it is my absolute pleasure. All right, before we get started, uh, I want to announce to everybody, we do have a new sponsor of the show. It is Ramshirts.com. It's the company that brought you Crush City Tees. Ramshirts offers a custom, they offer custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for large runs, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Ramshirts. Visit Ramshirts for all your custom apparel. So, Jay, uh, the reason I brought you on, and I'm sure everybody that's tuning in knows that I want to talk about A.J. Hinch getting hired uh, by the Detroit Tigers. So question number one is what is the vibe from uh, Detroit Tiger fans about the hiring of A.J. Hinch? Well, it's he's a fairly polarizing figure. Um, and I think at the start of the Tigers managerial search, there's a lot of excitement around the idea of maybe getting him, but there were so many names thrown out there. I mean, the Tigers interviewed over a dozen people for the job, and so we were just researching all these people because we assumed that Hinch was kind of a pipe dream at first. And then once it came to fruition – we got all kinds of people. I'd say it's about a 70-30 split. 70% of fans are thrilled because um, because he's good at his job, or at least that's that's the impression they got from his time with the Astros. And 30% of people are absolutely livid. And that's just your garden variety reasons, whether it's uh, sanctity of the game or no control over the clubhouse or um, simply just – wishing the Tigers were more creative, uh, what, what have you. But, yeah, it's a very polarizing move. Um, personally, I'm in the pro-Hinch camp, but, uh, you, you know, you, you, you find people with pretty strong opinions on both sides of the table. I've seen this posted on uh, Twitter. Uh, the White Sox did us a favor, and this was in reference to the White Sox hiring Tony LaRusa. Is that how you felt? Did you want A.J. Hinch? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that quote was um, 
I believe Cody Stavenhagen of The Athletic got a quote, that quote from an anonymous Tigers executive. Um, and when the Astros hired Tony LaRussa, it was like a, a, a miracle almost was the feeling. Hmm. We couldn't believe that they had passed up on um, not just Hinch, but there are a number of qualified candidates out there. And it seems like any one of them would have rather gone to Chicago than Detroit just because Chicago is so much further along in the rebuild. And uh, they're, they're an interesting, fun, young team. Um, yeah, we absolutely concurred with that statement. Yeah, I was expecting Hinch to go to Chicago as well, and I was surprised uh, that they hired Tony LaRusso. I don't think it was a bad pick. I know some people think, you know, they have a very young team and maybe he can't, uh, what do you say, he can't communicate with the younger guys, but it doesn't seem like Dusty Baker has any trouble. So I think they'll be fine. Uh, so what happened to your manager from last season? Did he get fired? Uh, well, Ron Gardenhire was never really expected to last past his contract. Um, he, he was hired just to get us through the toughest days of the rebuild. And he did that, really. Um, and he retired, actually, pretty suddenly out of the blue a few weeks before the season ended, leaving uh, Lloyd McClendon as the interim manager. He had had health problems. Um, he's a cancer survivor, and he had stomach ailments we didn't know about. The stress of the job was just getting too much for him, and he intended to retire at the end of the season. Uh, he, he did an interview. He said, basically, one morning I just woke up and said, I can leave now. And he did. He showed up to Al and he said, I'm retiring. And, and right now, I'm retiring. So it was a kind of a shock to everyone. Uh, we didn't expect him to be around after the season, but the way it happened was a little surprising. You know what, though? Good, good on him for recognizing what he needed to do for his own uh, uh, his own well-being and we wish him only the best because although he's not the most progressive manager and we didn't love some of the choices he made while he's in the dugout, he's really a lovely human being. So we, we wish him all the best in his uh, retirement. You mentioned that the Tigers were rebuilding and he was there for the worst part. Uh, so how long have you guys been rebuilding and how close are you to, uh, you know, getting to where you want to be as far as, you know, like with the Astros, they were rebuilding and they were stocking up on the uh, in the minor leagues and they weren't really calling anybody up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they start calling all their good prospects up and they start making some free agent picks. Uh, so where are they at in the rebuild process right now? Oh, God. Well, let's start with the first question. When did the rebuild begin? Um, and if you ask me, it's when they traded J.D. Martinez. And you're, you'll get different answers from different people, but I think that's the decisive beginning of the rebuild, which was which would put us in year uh, at past year three of the rebuild, because that was 17, so you get 18, 19, and 20. So we're entering year four. Um, I'm not in love with how they've carried it out. The team right now, is in a very interesting position because they just got Jordan Zimmerman off the books. He was very expensive and very bad. So they have more payroll flexibility than just about any team out there. They have an incredibly wealthy owner, Chris Illich, who has been incredibly stingy 
because his father, who was a baseball baseball fan, uh, passed away, and uh, he inherited the team. And kind of the unconfirmed is that he didn't he doesn't really want the team, but the family doesn't want to sell it, so he's just not spending on it. Um, so so how they spend this off season will be very informative to how close we are to finishing the rebuild, because all the team's top prospects are and the high minors or have debuted. You've got uh, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal debuting, Matt Manning, who was um, expected to debut, but without AAA, he, he kind of lacks the appropriate amount of uh, polish in the minor leagues. Daz Cameron debuted. You, you guys are familiar with him. Isaac Paredes. You know, this whole, this whole cluster of top prospects are basically near the high minors, or they've got fairly uh, high floors, like Riley Green or Spencer Torkelson. If the Tigers are willing to augment they're up and coming young players with proven guys. And if they spend uh, wisely, not just throwing money out there, but if they spend wisely, we could have a pretty interesting situation in Detroit as soon as next year. But if they're not willing to spend, you know, it's going to be a, a number of years more. Um, pretty, pretty dull baseball in Detroit. Okay. So my next question was, will the ownership, support this rebuild this year now that they're they're picking up Hinch do you think that with the hiring of AJ Hinch that they will go out and get some free agents to help them out you know it's a it's a decent indication I mean I I have to believe that Hinch cost them more money than a different individual perhaps might have um as far as the managerial contract goes and if the ownership really was that stingy, maybe they would have said, you know what, we're just going to hire this uh, newbie. But instead, they got the big name manager on the market. And, um, you know, it, it seems hard to believe that he would have picked up a multi-year managerial contract with one of the worst teams in the league, unless there was at least some promises made on a handshake deal that they would get him some players to, to, to play with. That's kind of the feeling. Of course, there's no proof. It's all speculation. But that's kind of the feeling among Detroit fans that um, picking up A.J. Hinch was not a guarantee, but at least definitely a, a, a good sign, especially because um, Al Avila, who's the Tigers general manager, and his front staff, they've got to kind of be feeling the pinch right now. Uh, we they, they, The feeling is that this is probably their last managerial hire unless things go spectacularly well. So all the all the situation is falling into place for the tigers to start spending again we just need to see it happen and it's going to be ha- kind of hard to believe that's going to happen until we see it but um yeah there there's definitely reason to believe that the ownership might start uh, fronting the cash if the ownership does not you know start spending some cash and getting some uh free agent help do you think AJ Hinch can turn things around with this team with what he's ha- what he has right now? No. <laughs> so it's going to take players, not just a manager. Yes. So what is it that you're excited about having him then if he can't turn things around without getting help? Um because AJ Hinch is uh he he can hire better assistants than someone like Ron Garden hire it would ever be willing to consider. There's an expression that uh, one of my um, buddies over at Bless You Boys, one of the hosts of the Bless You Boys podcast, uses. It's easier 
to buy the mammal than to evolve the dinosaur. And frankly, that's what they did. They they out they got rid of the dinosaurs out of the management staff and now bringing in A.J. Hinch. One of the things that we're, we're really excited for is not just the indication that maybe ownership will start spending, but that um, he also brings with him the sort of progressive mentality that helped make the Astros and who, who they were. Because even without all the sign stealing, the Astros are still a dang good organization. And a good organization like that um, engenders – a, a, a feeling of trust with the analytics, with the, the the people they hire. Frankly, you have to make good choices to be a good team. So we're we're excited to see sort of the culture he brings to the clubhouse with regards to openness to new ideas, um, coaches who have that same mentality, and maybe we can instill that into the players and start making uh, more modern coaching decisions. With AJ Hinch's involvement, and everybody knows. You know, the lack of leadership as far as stopping, you know, stopping all of that. Uh, do you think, I mean, because the Astros are the bad guys and A.J. Hinch was the leader of the bad guys. Do you think having Hinch as a manager will deter some free agents from going there, you know, because everybody hates the Astros? Or do you think, what do, what do you think, second part of the question, what do you think the odds are that he could talk George Springer into going to Detroit? Oh, I, well, I'm going to tackle that second part first. I don't know. I, you know, a lot, a lot of players, um, they go where the money is. So if ownership will spend the money on Springer, I mean, that, that's the most important part of the deal. Um, and I don't know Springer and I barely know Hinch. So I, I can't exactly comment on their, on the, on the way they are personally. Um, and that seems like a, a question that an Astros expert would be more suited to answer. But as for the first part, uh, which is whether free agents might be deterred from coming to Detroit because of Hinch, absolutely. There was that, that story on The Athletic about um, how there are a number of executives and players throughout the league who really still hold uh, a resentment. I won't go so far as a hatred, but definitely resentment towards what happened. Um, and you and you have to imagine, particularly with the Yankees and the Dodgers uh, organizations in particular. So, yeah, yeah, I, I completely expect that some players might not want to come to Detroit because of AJ Hinch. But compared to the choices in uh, coaching staffs this front office has made in the past, uh, I personally would prefer a manager that's off-putting to certain free agents than a manager who's going to slow down or even become a detriment to. Uh, all the players throughout the organization and, and an organizational culture that's detrimental to all the players and the, the development of all the players in the organization. What was the contract that they gave Hinch? How many years did they give him? Uh, we don't know yet. It, we just said multi-year was what the uh, the statement from the team said. We're expecting four to be the number, but that's just speculation. How long do you think the ownership will give Hinch to turn things around? Um, I think Hinch isn't the person that has his head on the chopping block if things don't get turned around. I think that falls on Alavila's plate and uh, his assistants, Littlefield, Chad, um, maybe even the R&D folks, which is Jay, Jay Sartar, and oh, I can't remember the other fellow's name. Anyway, these are the guys that have been around for a while. These are the guys that bought the groceries, so to speak. 
And so if they can't turn things around, it's not it's not Hinch who's been pulling the strings for three years up until now entering the fourth year. I if ownership decides to clean house, I would be unless it's at the end of Hinch's contract. It seems likely that Hinch could even outlive the the ownership unless he turns out to be some sort of pathological cheater or completely inept and unable to lead or something we don't understand yet. But no, I don't I don't think he'll be held responsible. So what are your expectations as a Tigers fan for 2021? Uh, One part of that would be if they don't pick anybody up, like what would your expectations be? Another top five draft pick. (laughs) So you're not expecting anything good. No, this is a very bad organization with bad players and up until now, bad coaches. So you change one of those variables, it gets better but you're not going to solve the whole thing just with better coaches because you can you can coax more talent out of players, but you're not going to suddenly turn the whole team into stars. How many free agents do you think it would take to add to your starting lineup to make you competitive at at the minimum for the central title? Uh, well, we need a couple starting pitchers, uh, first baseman, someone up the middle, and an outfielder. So that's two, three, four, five. Five free agents is, I would say, the minimum. Or maybe trades, you know, and that's one thing we've talked about also. It's not just free agency, but acquiring players through trade because the Tigers' farm system is has become one of the best in the league. And study after study has shown that you can't just build a contender in-house. You have to utilize some of those players in trade. Um, and that's not really been Avila's style. He's kind of a very cautious uh, general manager. But um, that's an avenue we'd also like to see them explore to add more major league talent is cashing in on some of their nearly major league ready pitching depth in order to maybe get one of those bats that we need. The Astros built their team that way. They, You know, I guess people say that they tanked and they built up draft picks. They... They had a very strong uh, minor league system, which has now been depleted, uh, picking up Greenkey and Verlander and, you know, different pieces. Uh, but talking about the Verlander pick, how did you feel about Detroit trading Verlander to Houston? At what point in the story arc are, are we talking about here? Just whenever they traded him to Houston. Oh, when it happened at the time? Yeah. It hurt, but at the time, we felt like they got good value for it. Um, We didn't know that Franklin Perez was going to be kind of made out of glass, and we didn't know that Jake (laughs) Rogers was going to be conflicting with the organizational culture, and we sort of didn't know what to expect out of Daz Cameron, but he was kind of the third player in the deal, and he's turned out to be a decent prospect. At the time, I was was – okay with it even though it was sad to see Verlander go I don't think they could have gotten a better package out of a different team so how did it feel to see him go on and win the World Series in the Cy Young Uh, at the time I was a big Astros fan I've always been a a proponent of cutting-edge baseball and before we really knew everything that was going on there the Astros were sort of the poster child for that and I think that's kind of part of why so many people love the Rays is because they're trying unique, new, progressive things, and 
there was that same energy toward the Astros. So I was happy for him. You know, he wasn't going to get his ring here in Detroit. So as much as we'd rather see the ownership and the management do what it takes to happen here, I'm glad he's going to uh, go into the Hall of Fame, a World Series winner. So I kind of forgot what I was going to say here, but uh, the the players on the Astros, for the most part, you know, when they get traded or, you know, they, they become free agents, move on some other team, you know, they they pretty much stay in our favor. You know, we pretty much – so I guess that's how you feel, right? You'll, you'll always be a Justin Verlander fan no matter where he goes. And for me, if the guy goes to the Dodgers or the Yankees, that pretty much might stop it there. I don't think I could support a guy that plays for one of those two teams. <laughs> It, it, it being a, sp- a fan of a specific player is kind of what's helped us through this really rough patch. I don't know what, how you guys got through the Astros losing seasons, but for us, it's been nice to kind of follow former Tigers and see how they succeed or um, watch them right off into the sunset like Ian Kinsler did. He was my favorite player. Broke my heart when he got traded, but you know, seeing the end of his career, um, being able to being able to throw your support behind other teams as they, with former Tigers going to the playoffs, has been a, a, a nice distraction, I suppose. You asked about, you know, going through the losing seasons. For me, the memories I have, if you go back to those seasons, is it was easy to get the giveaways. It was easy to get good seats. You got good prices. It was just a completely <laughs> different setting. But for me, it was, I mean, they still. You know, if they just – you go for the weekend and they win one out of two, you're happy. You know, as long as they don't get swept and you still have fun, like going to the game is fun. That's what that's what I enjoy doing. And it didn't really bother me that they were bad. The only thing that bothered me is that they didn't have a fan-friendly uh, TV deal. There was a, some network that, you know, like I think 18% of people in Houston could get. It was just really bad and – Real frustrating, you know, that they weren't trying to win, uh, and you couldn't see them on TVs, and it was kind of hard to follow them. Uh, but it was fine, you know, going to the games was still fun. I don't mind the losing so much as most people do, um, and I think that's in part because I really got into writing about baseball in 2016. Uh, and, and that was right as they were about to plunge down into this valley that they've been in for the last several years. So this is kind of just what baseball is for, for me. Yeah. Well, it's different watching games. It's 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 more stressful when your team is expected to go to the ALCS or win the World Series and they don't. But if your team has low expectations, you know, and they make the wild card, it's pretty exciting. And if they won the wild card, it's even more exciting. And the disappointment of getting knocked out isn't as bad, but it's just a different animal. When your team is really, really good, like the Astros have been for a while, you know, getting knocked out of the playoffs at any level hurts pretty bad. But this year wasn't as bad for me. Uh, you know, you had 10 or 11, 12 rookie pitchers uh, in the bullpen. Lots of injuries. We didn't have Verlander, our rookie of the year. And so it, it was a good season for me. I was pretty happy with the result. 
So let me let me ask you about uh, what what you think about AJ Hinch fitting in with Detroit. Um, do you think wh- how do you think he fits with the organization being at the at the place that we are? I don't really know how he would fit in uh, when the Astros were doing the rebuild. They had a different manager. And as soon as Hinch came up, that's when they started calling guys up and making trades. So I've never really seen Hinch manage a team without a bunch of superstars. So I really don't know how he'll be. But as far as fitting in, I know that the players really like him. And I think his relationship with the players is is one thing that kind of stopped him from uh, – from involving himself in the scandal you know he didn't that's what he said in the interview that he didn't want to he had a a uh, relationship with his players and he didn't want to mess that up and uh, so I know the players will like him the fans like him Uh, the 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 fans here in Houston they want him back I mean they wanted him back they didn't want him to get fired they wanted him to get suspended and they wanted him back so he's very loved here in Houston and I know I saw a bunch of tweets, you know, when they showed the hiring, they're like, you're going to love Hinch. You're going to love him. But I think he's going to be good. I mean, he's really smart. You know, he uh, went to Stanford. He's a smart guy. I think I think he'll do well. I, uh, I, I watched the press conference, the introductory press conference, and it was the most incredibly boring for what the situation is, kind of signaling that when Alavila said we're no longer rebuilding, we're now just building, that this w- he wasn't lying. This was kind of the indication of that. The the tone was just so dull at that introductory press conference, and I was kind of complaining about that to some of my co co writers, and they said, "Look, that's fantastic because your options are dull or train wreck." <laughs> that's kind of how introductory presses go. So uh, we've seen Hinch do one thing, and it's talk to the media, and he was as completely, adequately boring and non-confrontational and non-controversial as you'd hope. Uh, and you know what? I was impressed, really, with how I, um, he didn't address the scandal head-on as uh, very much, but he did. He was humble. He took responsibility, and he seems very ready to just put it behind him and, and, and help build a winning club here in Detroit. The... Uh... The way the people acted, like the main people in uh, the scandal, like Altuve and Bregman, it took them quite a while, you know, to express themselves and finally have, you know, finally start having fun. And I think maybe that's what AJ Hinch is in. You know, he's just coming off a suspension and he probably is being, you know, pretty boring, you know, to try not to put off any type of, uh, feeling you know he's got to feel you know he doesn't know what's going to happen he doesn't know how he's going to be accepted you know once they go to spring training and there's fans around so I guess I think he's just trying to stay calm and not put off too much of attitude or anything but I I think he'll come around eventually but he's always been like that but anyway that's all I have Jay I appreciate you coming on Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm always happy to talk some Tigers baseball. All right, folks, so don't forget, go to RamsShirts.com for all your apparel needs. Our new 
sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Jay, thanks a lot. Uh, bless you boys. How, what's the name? Bless you boys. How, where did that come from? That was the name of the of the book Sparky Anderson wrote about the World Series champion, 1984 uh, Detroit Tigers. That was sort of their catchphrase throughout the season, and they got a book written about it, and it's sort of just become ingrained into the culture of Tigers fandom. Well, there you go. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you, RamShirts.com, and thanks to all of you. For listening today, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.